Hi guys, my name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan. I'm so excited to introduce to you my new and latest book, The Science of Miracles, Remembering the Frequency of Love. This is your time to shift any kind of negative things that have been in your life that no longer serve you into something beautiful, miraculous, abundant, thriving health, business, partnership, whatever the situation, this is your time. Get the book, apply the principles, and watch the miracles happen for you. Okay, we are live. Super excited. We have a little bit of um, a, an important, very, very important topic here today. Environmental vibrational identity, EVI. And uh, that's something I haven't called it that exactly. We're going to go into it because our guest here, Jen O'Connell, she's like the expert and we, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, we are waiting for Laura Eisenhower. She is hopping on. She's actually in my parking lot trying to pick up my Wi-Fi right now because we've had a little bit of a storm um, with snow everywhere right this very minute. And um, so she's she lost power last night and her phone wasn't plugged in and whatever. So she's kind of scrambling, but she's going to get on. Everything's going to be fine. Um, welcome, Jen and Craig. Really excited to have you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give a few announcements real quick, and then we'll just pop right on and talk talk about what EVI is, how it works, um, how land frequency affects us, how why is it important to us, um, how it can not only help with like gardening and what have you, but our physical bodies and why is it important to be where we're supposed to be why is it important um for our purpose to actually be where we're supposed to be and to live and and to build energetically physically in that spot um i actually going to give a little bit of a background on on how i met jen and in that whole situation too but before we get started please do share I would love for you guys to share, like, do all the things. Also, we have, um, you want to share about our membership opportunity, Craig, and what's coming up with, with that? Yeah, I was just going to uh, hopefully remind you of that, that, you know, to remind people to, that we, there is a membership scheme now, isn't there? Um, and we're doing loads of uh, exclusive things for the members. Um, we've got some, um, uh, we, this, this, well, it'll be this coming Sunday, won't it? Um, by the time this is aired. Uh, we're doing um, a Q&A, a conscious Q&A with uh, Aaron and Tyler from Journey to Truth and Megan Rose. Oh, she's here. <laughs> hey, guys. I met Max's actually. It's uh, it's on the way to Marina K. So I had two options. This was the closest. So I'm all good. Hey, good to see you. Awesome. You made it. Where where are you? Max's? Yeah, right down the street. They oh, have cool. power. We don't. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, yeah. sorry, Craig. Keep going, and then I'll I'll catch you up, Laura, where we're at. He's just doing yeah, some yeah. announcements. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've got, <laughs> we've got the uh, membership uh, scheme, and uh, like I say, we've got we've got Aaron and Tyler from Journey to Truth, and Megan Rose, um, and other Q and A's coming up. And just the idea is is to, to to involve the people. You know, get you on online with us. You know, you can ask your questions. You can talk. We want to talk to you. You talk to us. And just have that kind of personal um, interface with you all because, you know, that's what it's all about as far as we're concerned, isn't it, Shana? We want to connect with people and create a community. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. And it helps support us to be able to keep doing this. We've been doing it for quite a while, like on our own and paying for everything and graphics and producing and editing and all that. So this is a way that it we can support. keep yeah, keep going. Um, so I want to I want to ex explain a little bit how Jen and I connected. I believe I don't remember what conference it was, Jen. That you it was an online thing, and maybe how did how did you find me first, or I found you? Like, well, it's really interesting. I actually found you indirectly. So I I was on Megan Rose's Telegram channel because I'm a huge fan of hers as well. And she was advertising your bioidentical feedback or your, your biofeedback scans. And so okay. I scheduled a session with you and okay. that yes. was how we first met. So we, yes, now that, that helps me. Then we connected we did a, con I did a consultation with you and it was just like, I wanted to keep talking. I was like, oh my God, this woman. <laughs> and yeah, um, we ended up, I found out that you live 
close to me. And I'm like, what the heck? So I, I was actually going to be up in Montana to see Laura. And I had a class that I was taking for a certification for Theta Healing. And I'm like, I think Jen would like this. And I know it's totally crazy because I just met you. But you want to go do a weekend of certification and <laughs> frequency healing? And we, she met up with me. And I was like, this I is said, Absolutely. I wasn't going to miss that chance. It was such an amazing class and a really great experience. And I've been keeping up with Theta Healing ever since. So I was really grateful that you introduced me to it. But that's just that's just the beauty of synchronicity and how land can bring us all together. Because three out of the four of us all live very nearby each other, which was absolutely amazing. Laura, I didn't even really know exactly where you live, but it's it's wonderful to to share space with you. So, Oh, you as well. You oh, thank you so much. Great yeah, to see you guys. Yeah, last time, so last time I was home, Jen and I have been talking a lot about land because we had some land things happening. And I had a meeting with Laura and I were going to have lunch. And um, I, I was like, and then Jen, Jen and I were going to get together. And I'm like, hey, how about we all get together? And so we all just kind of, I said, Jen, do you care if I bring a friend? And she's like, sure. And then I'm like, Laura, we met up for lunch. And we got on this topic and I actually did not know about the astrology piece with the planets and the land connection. It makes sense, obviously. So Laura's going to bring in that piece, but this whole thing actually got started because <laughs> so I'm from Montana. I'm sure you know that by now everybody <laughs> knows. I that's anyway, my heart and what's interesting is there's two places in the world that make me cry when I get off the plane and land. And that is actually England, London. Interesting. And also Montana going home. Yeah, we I, have so much in common, Charnel. <laughs> I just weep. Yeah. And, I, I went to school. And actually I connect with that too. So and, and Laura, I know that you, yes, yes. It has been my dream to go to England. I've tried mm -hmm. to book trips multiple times. And oh, I also, I also, before I relocated back to Montana full time, used to fly into the airport and there's a particular shape of a mountain ridge that every time I saw it, it was like whew, the stress of life just left and I'm home. Yes, I would. I, yeah, I would cry. I cry every time I come home and every time I have to leave. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was last time I was home, it was so funny, not funny, but I said to my husband, because I was out and about doing whatever, running errands, working a little bit. And I was just like, hey, you know, everyone I would see, hi, how are you today? Or just, you know, the lady at the shopping, you know, checkout or whatever. And when we were walking out, I said to Brian, do you notice that everybody here is so nice? There's something about Montana. I'm telling you, you know, I'm not like, it's, it's not anything extra because I'm from here. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying there's something, has anyone noticed that this, the, people are happier here and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as I'm saying this and words are coming out of my mouth, I'm realizing, and I see this like in like a vision, a literal picture of me beaming happy, going into the field and then magnetizing happy people to me versus other places I might not be so happy that goes into the field. And then I magnetize those people. And so you get that like, cyclical effect it's right so birds of a feather birds of a feather yeah. you're all vibrating yeah, so at the same resonance and and it's feeling good yeah so I, I called jen after i go oh my god i just got another piece about the land it actually has nothing to do with the land i mean it does but it's also like i feel happy because i'm aligned therefore there is a continuing consistent response to my energy be, and i pull in whoever is supposed to be a part of my purpose or whatever thing I'm calling in or whatever's going in because of my own happiness versus being somewhere you are not happy um, and walking around being pissed off about being where, you know, being stuck or feeling that you're, you got to be there or whatever. And then attracting angry people or annoyed people or whatever. And so I brought that into the piece and I was like, Oh my God, this has nothing to do with the land. Although it kind of does. Um, but it's also like me and where I'm at and the importance. And I know like ancient scriptures, which I'm not a big Bible person, but I, I have studied the Bible for quantum physics. And, you know, there's several times in history where 
someone ha felt a call to go to another land, go to so go to Bethel and lay your head or go to this foreign land and leave everybody and just go there and how you go. And then all these things like seek ye first the kingdom and then all these things will be added unto you. It's like, go there and I'm going to tell you a message. Go there. I'm going to give you some information, inspiration, creativity, go there and blah, blah, blah. And how that just sort of rolls into it. And then the other part that I was thinking is, and I was reading about this, my husband gardens, I know Laura and you guys definitely do that too. Kevin and Brian are like, the thing about all that and uh and i love my oils and stuff but certain things when i've traveled even with the distilling and growing for the oils certain things will grow better in ecuador obviously than you know northern lights will grow really well in canada with the cold or pine or different things and so it's like well plants and vegetables and what have you can be in a certain landscape literally and do well or terrible based on the landscape, then what difference would it be with us in people or animals of anything that has life that we would really need to be where we're supposed to be in every due season for whatever we're called upon to do, right? So Jen, please sp spell out what EVI is in your thesis a little bit back. And then I would love Laura and Craig to add whatever part. I mean, I'm just like blown away, so excited. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm so honored. This is my first time ever speaking publicly about this topic. And I have these amazing superstars that get to join me here. I'm, I'm such a fan of all of you. And I've, I've been watching your podcast. And Laura, I've, I've been watching you for years. So I was a total fangirl when we met at lunch. I hope I didn't <laughs> show that too much. Oh, that's but, what <laughs> Well, EBI um, stands for Environmental Vibratory Identity. It kind of um, was one of those moments where I was on a road trip. I was driving from my home in Atlanta, and I now live in Montana, as you can see with the snow in the background. But I was driving from Atlanta up to Chicago, and I was on a 12-hour road trip. I was listening to Dr. Bruce Lipton's The Wisdom of Other Cells. And it was such this phenomenal exploration of nature versus nurture and understanding, you know, the the um, the molecular structure and the and the cellular biology within your person and how that was um, reflecting within stem cells, right? So if you put a stem cell into a petri dish with lung tissue, it turns into lung tissue. If you put a stem cell into um, a petri dish with um, heart tissue, it turns into heart tissue, and so the thesis of that exercise through the through the hum, human genome project was that environment had a huge impact on development and so as i'm listening to this there was just this sort of epiphany of well if that can be happening within ourselves of our cellular biology what would that look like if that was superimposed on a macro level of human beings all within an environment and what that does to impact how we live, how we interact with others, our mood, Charnel, our, our ability to release stress, our happiness quotient, all of those things that make us who we are. And why can we be happy in one place and someone else can join us in that same place and not be as happy? And it started that that thesis started to kind of germinate even further. And that was there's consciousness in land and it resonates within the consciousness of our human expression in this physical existence. And how does that play with each other? And I love the idea, you know, Laura, that we're gonna explore with the astrology aspect of land because as above, so below, but that plays out on so many different dynamics. Are you happy where you live? Are you happy where you get to go on vacation? Look what happened over the past couple of years with the great COVID migration. Folks have been really tapping into their innate selves, really kind of trusting intuition and on blind faith, leaving where they live. And in some cases, and I know these people personally, some people packing up their house, putting it in a travel trailer and heading out and they don't know where they're going. They end up in a place where they just felt great and they stayed and they created a home there and they didn't know why. And what I'm trying to say is EVI, Environmental Vibratory Identity, they listened to their intuition they were able to listen to the language of the land and it resonated with them and they are now able to find home that's so cool that's amazing i was just thinking when you were uh, talking like that um <clears throat> do you think this has um an effect on kind of the kind of government that that nations have and things like that 
Oh, absolutely. So look at what's happening right now in Brazil after their elections and the mass yeah. um, rioting that's taking place. Um, things that happen with conflicts within Europe. Um, I think that land wants to also have the opportunity to change its expression. And mm -hmm. how can it change its identity? It also wants to live and, and grow and have new experiences. And the more it interacts with, this, with the people of its land, the more it gets to see the collective consciousness and the shift that's taking place. Mm -hmm. And it wants to change just with us. And so, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Does the land change its vibration? Do the people change the vibration? I'd like to say that it's happening simultaneously because we're expression of each other happening at the same moment. Mm -hmm. that, so, that makes sense. yeah, yeah and, and I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that happening around the world. I mean, look at everything that's been going on since COVID started. There has just been this massive ma uh, mass awakening. I love it at a spiritual level. We are starting to become more in tune with that. And as a result, people are shifting where they're living. People are shifting where they're maybe even vacationing or spending time, what, where they call home. And that's allowing the land to evolve and change. That's helping our ascension process. And it's making global shifts geopolitically around the world. It's amazing right now. It is amazing. When uh, I've always felt connected to sort of Celtic life and Celtic culture. Um, and as off air, we were just talking. I said, I'm not too far away from Scotland where I live. Um, and <laughs> well, one time my wife interested to me to book a family holiday. And uh, we were going to this like what's called forest holidays. Um, and we were meant to book it for, I think, like the, the other side of the coast, um, like around York. Um, mm. I completely booked the wrong place and we ended up in Scotland. <laughs> but we only found out a week before we went. So we'd have driven to York and we realised we were meant to go to Scotland. Anyway, we had a Scottish holiday and I have never felt more at home in those highlands in, in my entire life. Um, That's beautiful. And, and it was like, you know, on, on, it was just next to um, Loch Lomond. You know, obviously the locks are huge in Scotland. Um, and just, just being in, in nature, it's like I've never had such a sense of home, even though, you know, I live in England. I'm clearly English. There must be something. I've always thought, is, is there something genetic that, you know, our DNA connects with as well? Yes. Is it thing? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what I was about to say. That's literally in my, it's like there's an activation literally mm. in the cells and there's an imprint as well like when we're when we're born there's an imprint not only from the planets but the location of where we are um simultaneously and um yeah that's why i was interested in the astrology because there there is something to the ether of the planet and the planets that connect with this the dna of, of that imprint when 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 we first come into this place you know yeah. not just when we're incarnated into our mother's womb but even the when we exit her body and come in and there's just this whole this whole other level um i love well, it we, how you're yeah. go ahead. i was gonna say but but we leave energetic signatures wherever we go Absolutely. and you know and there's the land maybe needs your energy just as much maybe that hotel change was because that space needed you it needed your vibration and maybe you've been there in past lives or what whatever your belief system is or maybe it just there was some essence it wanted to express through you so there's never anything wrong it's always very synchronistic i thought that as well well um one of my, a place i really really wanted to get to and i it could just be a coincidence but i'd like your uh, you guys thoughts on it um, I really, really wanted to get into the island of Iona. I don't know if you know Iona. Mm -hmm. um, no worries, Laura. <laughs> um, and uh, so Iona is like an island off an island uh, off the uh, west coast of Scotland. And it's, re it's it was basically the birthplace of Christianity in, in the UK. Re loads and loads of history there. Like there's a monastery there. There used to have, it used to be monks on there, you know, really, really historic place. And I really felt the call to go. So I, I drove for hours and hours. We had to get a ferry over to an island to drive on that island to the other side. And as I drove up towards Iona, the most humongous storm came up and blocked us. We couldn't get on the island. And I was oh, devastated. No. Um, I don't know if that was a coincidence or, or, or what, if there's something going on energetically. Um, but I will get back one day. But uh, yeah, like Iona, those Scottish Hebrides islands, they're just oh, they're stunning. Absolutely stunning.
Okay, I think Laura can talk now. She's been having some issues with the tech stuff in the background. And so we've kind of held off. I wasn't like trying to keep her away from you guys, I promise. But <laughs> oh, um, no, this is perfect. Yeah. I went into Max's, was able to get inner. Somebody was having a meeting right behind me. They were making a noise. So it was perfect just to listen. And now I'm uh, in a vehicle close enough to get a signal. And I almost went to Marina K to pick up on a signal connected to you, Sharnel. So it's so wild because <laughs> I was like, Shannon, you have my passport. I'm like, go to my house. No, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, there's a good idea. And then, oh my gosh, Kevin came up with Max's, like, duh. Um, so, and that's closer. So I was able to jump on. But it's awesome. wild the Montana connection and the connection with England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Norway, you know, just Norway. Our, our genetics, right? <laughs> and just how we feel at home in these places. I was born in London, England. I was born at home and I moved back when I was about 12, but I went back every year and we would travel around, go to places like Yorkshire and Cornwall and Brighton and the Love White Dover and where the White Horses and, you know, the areas yeah. of uh, King Arthur and the Loch Ness areas, of course, and uh, um, the uh, Sherwood Forest. Um, yeah, yeah. Stuff we explored I had no idea. I was up. What's that? I lived over there as a kid and then I went back over there for university. I didn't know. You might have been there when I was there. That's so wild. That's but, this is what's so incredible about these conversations. And I remember going up with my cousin, taking a train up to the highlands uh, near Inverness and hiking around. And we stayed with uh, a family friend. And I, I, I felt completely at home. We just hiked around and we stayed at the place and it, it took everything to just remove me to go home and leave, even though it was like going home to another home because there's so many spots in the States that I feel at home traveling around a lot, you know, New Mexico, uh, Chirios, Madrid, Taos and Santa Fe and Pacific Northwest and the whole Southwest. I mean, and here in Montana, oh my gosh. So astrocartography, <laughs> right? Um, and I got to find out where you are, Jen, because I can't believe you're in Montana. So we should definitely meet up and turn when you come to town and Craig, when you come to the States and then we all come to England to see you. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, the sky's the limit, right? So I'm so excited. What's wild is after I moved to Montana, I really started to learn astrocartography. I've already, already known how to do natal charts and medical astrology. And uh, I was so interested in astrocartography, but I couldn't quite find the software or figure it out. And then I did about five years ago. And I realized that I'm on my Venus line and my boys, Garrick and Gavin, are on their Neptune line and Kevin's on his Neptune line. So the convergence of Venus and Neptune on the uh, ley lines here in Montana are really, really huge. So when I do astrocartography, I, re I refer to the natal chart. Like what are the aspects to somebody's Venus or Neptune when you're in a particular area? Well, my Venus energy and my natal chart is fine. You know, I'm a mega Libra. I got a lot of Venus, you know, Scorpio energies, but my progressed Venus has become very afflicted due to heartbreak and breakups and just being an empath and absorbing just the troubles of the world, just like you guys relate to, right? And a lot of us out there, you know, we, we work a lot of planetary global energy. That's our mission, right? But what's interesting here is the amount of purging that has taken place, processing life reviews, but also manifesting dreams. I never thought that I would be able to be a landowner. And the fact that like, I'm about to seal a deal and I want to kind of like leave it at that is so massive for me because I used to not be able to pay rent. I lived out of vehicles. And I tried to keep out of the survival shopper when I was raising my kids, but I was lucky if I could like, you know, afford a three bedroom apartment, let alone a rental. And some of the places that we moved around, we lived out of school buses, vehicles and vans. And um, it's like a miracle that the mission has become abundant enough to be able to invest in land to create healing and retreat centers and to have an, an area that we can all just like come to and relax and unwind. And also just all the different areas that we can go camp and explore. And, and, and Charnel, who was born here, who also has a huge piece of, um, you know, energy here as far as land and, 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 and real estate, as well as Jen. It's so huge, the uh, potential and opportunities and synchronicities and collaborations that we can all do that will, of course, involve you, Craig. And then we'll go out to your and our home land <laughs> there in England and Ireland and Scotland and freaking go nuts and so yeah i'd love to do your guys's charts look at the uh astrocartography and even if somebody's not living on a line of energy it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that it's not home or it's not significant but very often when there is a line of energy connected to the astrocartography and the astrology there is a strong reason to be there to do something significant 
So, um, so if there's not a line of energy, it doesn't really matter because the genetics will still be there. The feeling of home is still there, but you might feel drawn to places where there is a line of energy for a certain reason. You might live there for a couple of years or meet people that are from there or collaborate because there's a significant reason, but I'm sure you got a lot of lines there too. And all you guys do too. I don't know. I, I haven't checked my England, Norway, uh, Scotland, Ireland lines recently because I was so flipped out about the Montana ones. It's just like there's not enough time in the day sometimes, but I'm going to dive into it real soon. And I look forward to uh, having a, a gathering with you guys and we can just pull out the charts and look at the astrocartography and have a really wild time together. <laughs> awesome. That sounds That's amazing. Awesome. I love it. it. I, since you brought up a deal, which I'm not going to ask you about it because I kind of know a little bit, but also that is one of the things that drew, drew me to Jen. And I would love for you to share a little bit about like buying and selling land. And I can give you an experience. Um, I was trying to sell a property in order to buy a property um, for the use of heal a healing center and retreat place, which now we have. And, I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much weird stuff too. But anyway, um, Jen and I, because we had talked about the land or whatever, and me selling this place, it wasn't selling at first. And um, Laura was like, I mean, Jen was like, well, did you go to the land and did you just ask, you know, to release the land and just thank, thank the land and, you know, talk to the land and see, um, you know, how it can pull in its new owners and attract its new owner and like put it on the land a little bit more. I'm not just me trying to push and market and get a re agent and what have you. And, you know, that really helped um so much because i literally just went out and whatever and another piece uh yeah that's a whole different topic but um i was in limbo about trying to sell or not and i kind of went to trying to figure out like what's the right thing to do and where am i supposed to be and and jen again was just like you know have you talked to the land and so like i went out there and i had this place and i was like look what do you want land i just need you to tell me house just you know whatever uh, do you want me to facilitate you and bring people in for retreats and love and whatever? Is there an owner that's supposed to have this? Can you help me find that owner? Can you put out your vibe? You know, if you're supposed to go, um, I love, love you so much. I thank you for all your great things that you've done for me. You know, that those kind of conversations and you, I mean, instantly things happened when, once I actually just made the step to actually have those conversation conversations and communicate, but Jen, go into that a little bit. Well, you know, it, it came through trial and error, like all of us, right? Where you have property, you're trying to sell it. I had the same experience as well. I, I had a newborn son and I had a, a brownstone I was trying to sell and move into a house with a nice backyard and, you know, be a responsible parent. And um, <clears throat> I just couldn't sell this house. But, you know, I had made a commitment when I bought that house. I was never going to leave. And this was way before, years before I knew I'd be a parent. I just thought, you know, I'd be single gen forever. And life will be great in this in this brownstone in Atlanta. And, and I had made a commitment. I was going to own that forever. And I could not sell this house for the life of me. And it was in a great location, priced well, showed well, all those things. And um, I had uh, brought someone in to help me. And while he was on the property doing his thing, I literally got an offer while he was there. And it was the most magical experience after not being able to sell this property forever and ever and ever. And so I knew that there was something to it. And Charnel, when you and I had our discussions, you were saying, well, let me pull the energy back in. Let me let me hold on to it a bit longer. And I said, no, you have to let it go. And you, you don't have to be physically stepping on the piece of property. We are all connected through vibrations and through energy. You can talk to something across across town, across the pond, you know, anywhere in the world, as long as you have a connection to it, it has a connection to you as well. And you just through your mind and through your intuition, through your heart space, just talk to it and just say, I release you and thank you so much. And even it's like having a breakup, but like one of the most wonderful breakups, right? You know, and, and I can't wait to see who your new owners are because you you already know who they are. And I'm going to allow myself to step aside so you can bring in that new owner. And that's going to have this wonderful, magical experience. So you can express so you can see yourself land in a new expression through new families and through new interactions and new conversations and, and all those kinds of things. So as you know, Charnel, as you were starting to do that, you started to see movement 
within uh, the real estate space. Um, and I loved that for you. And I was so proud of your work. And I think it's amazing. And, and it's, you know, if we buy properties that just aren't selling, you know, there's obviously, you know, we, we got to look at the different factors, right? Price and, you know, how is it kept up and what are the other conditions? But don't underestimate the power of you as a homeowner or a landowner talking to that land and saying, thank you so much for the most amazing experience. I now release you and I can't wait to see what you get to become next and see what happens. You'll be surprised. So you, you think because like when you say that there you committed, like there was some sort of vow or not spell. <laughs> But like a, I didn't even know it. I had forgotten about it. And this this energy guy told me, he reminded me, he goes, you made a commitment. You were never going to sell this house. This property is holding you to that commitment. It's not letting wow. you go. I had to make a new commitment. Gosh, and think about the spirits or the, the souls that were there or what occupied that land or that property before yeah. you were there. And ancestral energies. I mean, I know that's all yeah. along with what you're saying. It's just so wild, though, the amount of energy Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, my, my it's, it's, very, very, very first piece of land that I bought, uh, I inherited it, um, some money to, to purchase it. And, uh, we couldn't build there for a while. And I would literally go on the land, hug the trees, you know, literally hug the trees and, and like, look at these trees and be like, I wonder what all you have seen on this property. Like what, have you experienced here? Like what in the world has happened on this property? Like, you know, that kind of, those kind of things would come up and I would just lay in the grass and I would be like, I love you land. I bless you. This is so cool. You know, just that kind of stuff. And it was literally a miracle that I got this piece of property. Um, well, what is a miracle? A miracle is just manifestation of me getting in alignment. Right. So, um, it felt like a miracle. Because like Laura had said, I'd been, I'd never owned a piece of property. I'd never, you know, I've lived wherever. And so to be able to say like, this is mine, I live here, this, you know, I own this and that's like a big deal. Um, but talk about holding space, everybody. I would love to hear about what about if you have to go somewhere and you don't really want to be there? Like, is, is it possible that we're just like called to go hold space? Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I uh, had been to Eugene, Oregon before, and I love Oregon. I think Oregon's a gorgeous, beautiful state, of course. And Eugene just seemed, you know, like when I was there the first time, uh, that's actually where I met my boy's father. Uh, I went to a hemp festival there. Uh, there were other things going on, and I was you know, kind of passing through. And after I was in Ventura for a while with the boys, we had lived there for a good six years or so. They were getting to the age of, okay, well, what do you want to do past high school? Even though they didn't want to go to high school class, we did mostly online. Uh, they ended up getting a GED, which I totally understand because I wasn't a person that could handle school either, even though I had some good experiences, met some cool people in high school, and you have to have some of that experience. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was like, okay, things are getting weird in California. That was when the the pipeline or something was blowing in uh, near LA. Uh, there was a gas leak. And it was really, really bad. And I was going through a really bad breakup, really like on and off again, like really like traumatic breakup. And I was like, okay, well, we need to move. And so Eugene just kept coming up in Oregon and the boys sort of agreed and seemed like them finishing up high school or maybe looking to like further their education, that would be a good place to land. I had no idea that what hit me there would hit me the way it did. I, it, I had the worst time. I had the worst time. We lived in such a small little house that I couldn't do readings or do online events or do what I normally do because the sound carried. And here they are like, you know, at the tender age of like 17, their hormones are all crazy. And that's when they're sort of like angry at mom years and they're just like emoting and they don't know what's going on and all these moves and all these changes and mom's devastated. And, and it was like in this tiny home. And I was just like, all I could do was like hang out in my van and just work from there. But it was like the energy was so dark. And I realized I was on my moon line. And I'm like, okay, moon, emotions, mother. Um, but also emotions connected to the tragedies and traumas connected with their father. I'm like, man, I had no idea I was going to be in for this. I don't want to be here. Get me the hell out of Eugene. And Kevin came in and like <laughs> swooped in. And I don't want to say he like rescued me. But man, when he opened the door, it was like an apparition. I'm like, thank you, God. He's like, come up to Montana. And I'm like, yes, I've always wanted to go there. And he's like, you know, no strings attached. You know, I just know that you guys need some help. And I'm like, yo, like, oops, I accidentally fell in love with him. 
I didn't want to be there. It was so dark and I would just sit there and they would have the hazing things would be running around at night, you know, just like the really sort of dark underbelly of like university kind of behavior that I don't really vibe with. I have no judgment. I'm like, if some people need to go through that, that's awesome. But like, you know, it was just like, like, I don't know. I was processing so much and I was just in tears. I felt like I was dying constantly. And my mom like really had my back. It was amazing. Our relationship really healed. So it was wild that I was on the moon line that has to do with mother, right? She's like, you know, texting me, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, no, but I will be. So almost like this weekend, this Samane energy, like kicked my ass big time. But that's all I wanted to say on that. So I'll be quiet now. <laughs> it's all good. Now, like, as you're talking, all of you, I'm just thinking, um, you know, the, 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 how do you want to call it? The cabal, the, the negative ones, they know all this stuff, don't they? They, they set up, um, you know, their, whatever their lodges or their, their buildings on in certain areas. It's very, they're very strategic about it. They know all this stuff and particularly the astrology side of it as well, uh, that Laura's talking about. Um, I'd love to sort of delve into that because, you know, thinking about Scotland, you know, we, we have, um, Oh, is he called Balmoral House? Um, Alistair mm -hmm. Crowley had a house on, on uh, Loch Ness because he knew this stuff and he knew uh, the energy uh, that was there and, and um, he connected with the land in a not very nice way. I mean, that's where he actually did a lot of stuff where he actually tried to open up portals to all kinds of different things in, in that house. And as a side note, it's the house that Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin bought because he wanted that energy as well. So oh, these guys goodness. know this stuff. Um, you know, anybody got any thoughts on that? Yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you ever read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island? No, not myself. About no. the, when you talked about the cabal, it's about the creation of the Federal Reserve System in uh, 1913. And Jekyll Island is an island off the coast of Georgia in the southeast of of the United States. And it was this place where um, the elite came, they all had these special lodges. And, um, and they basically came up with the guidelines of the Federal Reserve System that we are now part of, you know, the central banking system today, or shall I say, it's, you know, it's in the process of, you know, going through its own evolution right now. <clears throat> but one of the founders of the central banking system, and of whom this book was written about, his lodge was sitting on some sort of a sacred site for the exact same reason that you said, Craig, because he wanted to harness that space. Absolutely. The elite know about this. <clears throat> they say that millionaires don't um, advise astrology, but billionaires do. Yeah. And, um, and there's probably a reason why some of these things, these practices, these belief systems <clears throat> have kind of given a little bit of a a giggle factor of, oh, you look at ley lines or, oh, you think of the occult or, you know, you look at spirituality or metaphysics. But I think that it's done as a distraction because it is so vital and crucial to their, to their entire, entire structure. And it's something that we're all tapping into. And it's part of our innate God-given abilities to be able to interact with the world in this, in this way. And ley lines, there's power in that. I've, I've heard stories of people where just by shifting their bed off of a ley line, they didn't even know it was on a ley line, just by shifting yep. their bed from the east wall to the west wall, they were able to sleep better at night. Yeah. It's very <laughs> powerful and our bodies interact with it in such a major way. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Speak about the holding space, Jen. What do you think about that? Well, I think um, <clears throat> what I've been told is that just all of us being here influences the earth just our presence alone. So if we've always wondered what is our path, what is our divine, you know, gift to this to this world, why are we here? It's really just to exist and to bring our energy to the earth and to help raise the level of awareness and energy and the vibration of the earth itself. Just our presence of being here alone is that gift to the earth. So holding space quite literally is healing the vibrations around you. And, you know, even going into a party, <clears throat> when one person enters the room, the whole mood shifts. Same thing at work. You bring one new person into the team, the whole team dynamic shifts. There's something to be said about the energy of people. And, <clears throat> and businesses also relate to that too. When I was writing EVI <clears throat> with my thesis, I actually started identifying characteristics of land 
So places like Chicago vibrated at um, maintaining the status quo. So if you go there, you'll notice that even the top 40 radio stations are still playing 80s songs and they still live within that mantra of, of the 80s is still very, very prevalent within that culture. And I know that because I grew up there and I still go back there frequently. <clears throat> Atlanta, to me, had this vibration of change um, to get to know yourself in a new way. And nothing could be truer than having a company that resonates with the vibration of the land. One of the companies that's headquartered in Atlanta is, is um, the airline called Delta, which is the Greek symbol for change. And this is where Martin Luther King came in. And, you know, we've had a whole bunch of things that have happened since the 1996 Olympics when the city really hit the international stage pretty heavily. And all of a sudden, all these skyscrapers started building and, and coming, you know, into its own. It really um, just found its, its rebirth, its renaissance. Um, even when you go to California, California has the vibration of self-expression and different aspects of it can be true as well. So if you go to Silicon Valley, it's the self-expression for the sake of innovation. Um, if you go further south to LA, it's self-expression for the sake of entertainment towards others. So holding the space could also be holding an identity. Uh, well, okay, so I, I'm gonna go a little further. How can, I'm sure people that are watching are kind of thinking the same thing. If you're at a place and you're not happy where you are, but you don't have a way to go, or you don't even know where you would go, or maybe you're just, maybe, I don't know. Um, how can you tell if it's you're called to a place and you're just there to hold space or if it's time to go? Like, how do you, what, what kind of things will start showing up? Like, how do you, I mean, obviously we're going to follow our gut, follow our intuition, but Laura had just mentioned she kept coming, Eugene kept coming up, Eugene kept coming up. So she goes, but then she's, finds out like this, this totally sucks. And she's like, someone get me out of here, which she did. Um, and I have gone to places for like a short period of time where I felt called or even bought a property. And then like immediately was like, okay, now I feel like I need to get rid of this property. And I was corrected by another person who said, let's, let's not just say, let's get rid of, let's say, get a return on my investment to put it in something else. Cause I, you know, with words and spells, but how do you know, how can you identify, speaking of identity, when is it time to go? When is it time to stay? Can you stay too long? Like, how does it affect you if you stay somewhere where you're not supposed to be? That kind of stuff, you know? Well, I'll, I'll say for a personal example for myself, I don't resonate very strongly with Las Vegas, but I go there or, I, you know, I'd gone there once a year for business conferences. I used to work for a Silicon Valley tech company, a top 50 company that, you know, is, is in every business around the world. And so this big, huge conference every year in, in Las Vegas, I would get there. It's a four day conference within the first 24 hours. It's fun. Sure. You meet up with all of your colleagues. You're having a great time. It's an international city, but then the vibration of it is kind of a lower vibration and it would start to kind of alter my mood. And, you know, it can result itself in um, indulging too much in alcohol or staying up way too late, which is all, you know, part of the fun party for those that resonate with that. They're having a great time. But for someone like myself, where that was not part of my expression and my vibration, it really drained my energy. So if you feel tired, if you feel exhausted, you get moody. Um, I think we can all relate to that. And some places you're going to feel it stronger than others. Sedona, Arizona. I love Sedona. I love going down there. Arizona is fabulous. I have such like an amazing time anytime I go down to Arizona because I feel like the energy is really amazing. But going to Sedona, when you check into a hotel, they'll tell you, they'll say, guess what? The energy is pretty intense around here. Sometimes people leave in the middle of the night. And we never see them ever again. Um, oh. So you just know, you just know, you have to listen to your intuition. You have to honor your feelings. They're there for a reason. Very well said. Yes. Go ahead, Laura. I only have my camera off because uh, I'm just maneuvering around so much. I don't want it to be distracting. No, I'm just really enjoying what everybody's saying. So, so keep going, you guys. <laughs> Craig, you have any thoughts? I was just, I, I was just before we uh, started, Sedona was a place I was going to bring up. So I'm really glad you said that because there's so much activity 
in Sedona. Um, I have also heard that, um, that, that there is a, a, a electromagnetic element to there Sedona, that, that the iron in yeah. the in the, yeah, the ground in the creates mm -hmm. like, like an effect and it can it's very easy to have sort of portals and things like that there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I just sort of gl glad you brought that up. I mean, I've never been, obviously, I, 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 I really would like to go uh, to these places. I will get over there soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, just, just, I mean, have you had any sort of personal experience of Sedona and, and those? Oh areas? yeah. Well, um, my boyfriend lives in Arizona and so we go back and forth between Montana and Arizona and, you know, when we have fun weekends, we get to go up to Sedona and we were walking around, we were hiking through Bell Canyon and it's, it's part of the Red Rock. It's right before you get into town and we're hiking through this area and I started to get very dizzy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I took one step over and I was feeling better. But I took one step back, I got really dizzy again. And, and I said, oh, I found a vortex. But you know, my boyfriend's like, ah, you're just dehydrated, drink more water. That's my <laughs> answer to as well. <laughs> I'm convinced I found a vortex. Another time I was there on a girl's trip and um, we were sitting by a river and I took pictures. Um, by this river. And you could see the light bending in the most magnificent, like crazy wave shapes. And so, you know, it takes me back to is, you know, is matter a wave or a particle? And it can be both and it's based on the observer. And in Sedona with the with the electromagnetics being so strong, and it's almost this swirling motion, that's what makes the vortex. Um, that it can bend light. And you can't always see it until you see something on film, but uh, you can capture some pretty incredible photos. Mm. Amazing. I believe Laura, Laura had a Sedona story. Laura has a story. Oh my gosh. When I was telling you, about, well, no, this was, I've moved back and forth from California quite a few times. This is when I was in Santa Rosa, actually, around the year 2000, I think. And I had a house um, that I was renting in uh santa rosa and it didn't have quite a yard it was just one of those houses that just you know you could park so i had to walk the boys you know to the uh park to play and uh, uh be like more in nature and um a lot of craziness was going on too much to dive into as far as the insanity of what i was dealing with at that time and the people that were very dark that were invading my space that weren't being helpful that said that they you know would help me out while I was dealing with their father, who was not in a good place at all, and we weren't together, and I couldn't live with him, but he was kind of in and out, and not like in his right mind, and and took on like a not so good roommate that was uh, like turned my life upside down. I thought he was just going to rent a room. He was a student, met his father, who was a dentist in San Francisco. It seemed like he was just going to be helpful, and he was a nightmare. Anyway, the house home was caught on fire in Santa Rosa because of a candle that burned all the way down melted the container that it was holding and i remember uh like we had a mattress really near one of the doors and it was like four o'clock in the morning and i had to go to the bathroom and i'm like oh i don't want to get up i'm really tired but it's like you know you, you know how it goes you can't really like hold it all night and go back to sleep so it's like oh okay fine and i just kept delaying and delaying because i was in the middle of a dream and i'm like fine i'll get up and go to the loo <laughs> and so i got up i went to spend a penny right and uh and all this uh, black soot was in the air. And I and I kind of crossed by the mirror and I saw all this black around my nostrils. I'm like, what is going oh. on? And I realized the house was on fire and it was a crawling fire melting the carpet. And it was so close to the door that on the other side had a mattress. And, and literally right before it crawled right under the door, I grabbed a bucket of water and I put it out. And you could actually see the following day that the fire had just stopped at the door. And I like, literally, that was a mattress that me and the boys were like, they were sleeping with me at the time because they were still young. And I was like, holy shit. And I was so like blown away that uh, I, I was like, okay, their grandparents on their father's side lived in um, uh, like the San Luis Obispo area. So I drove them down to stay with them. And they were you know, really good grandparents, you know, despite the problems with <laughs> their, you know, their son and my kid's father and bless his heart and all love to him and his healing. But, uh, so I dropped them off at a safe place, their grandparents' house. And I, and I went all the way to Sedona and I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And I just hiked to a cave and I sat in that cave and I put a bunch of stones and crystals out one that my grandmother had given me. And she was really sick at the time. And I put them all out on this cliff and I was in the cave and I was just like sobbing and I'm praying. 
and I had all the, the stones out. And then I, uh, took the stone that my grandmother gave me. I mailed it back to her. And I said, I supercharged it up with a lot of healing energy and she got it in the mail and she held it and she like held it to her chest and she said it healed her. And then I drove back, picked up the kids, went back to the house and, and, uh, cut a piece of carpet out from one of the closets and put it where the uh, fire damage was and didn't end up having to pay anything extra. I almost got evicted and I explained the situation and they totally understood, but that was my Sedona thing. It was some sort of vortex or some sort of powerful thing that flipped around what could have been the worst disaster ever, either me and the boys dying from the fire or my grandmother dying or their father doing something like, cause he, when we were gone, like realized it and used the house. I'll, I'll kind of leave the story at that, but it was really wild that I was so magnetized to go to Sedona and it saved my life to find a particular spot. I don't know exactly where it was, but I just hiked up to a cave and I slept there the night. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. incredible. That's freaking awesome. That's crazy. Wow. Honestly. That's I know. Well, and talk I... about. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, talk about that house also protecting you too. Yeah. And, yeah. and just, you know, that, that agreement that you had between each other and why and how you ended up there. Well, and that's, that's kind of where I was going because, um, I think Laura, I, I think all of you know this story, but I had a house on this land. Uh, see our house, our house tornadoed December, 2019. You guys are still here and listening. I just, I have to make some movement, but I'm listening. This is wild. No, okay. no worries. Yes. And so we had went, we were going to rebuild on that spot. And when we, kept talking to contractors and we would show them our plans. Once we got them, everyone kept saying, Oh, you're in tornado alley, cancel clear. And they said that like every time. And so the third time I looked at Brian and I was like, what the heck? Why does everyone keep saying that? And it turned out that I guess there had been a path now at like three times where it come right there. And we were, we didn't ever get it, but, um, we, that third time, was when we got hit. We, we missed it before. So we did, we decided not to build, you know, what's the point of building on that spot again, if there could be a problem later and all of our investment just goes away again. And just the headache of tornado. I mean, the whole house was damaged, completely totaled and uh, five huge trees on the house. So anyway, we, we went and found this, I found a place that it kept coming up. It was completely not what I thought I was looking for we were looking for something really small and just to a temporary until we're out of here permanently. And when I went to, um, this thing kept popping up on the internet for this house that was way out of our price range, not where we want, you know, just completely not what I thought. But I, so I told Brian, I felt like we're supposed to go look at this place. I know it's like nothing that we thought talked about and it's not our end game and blah, 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 blah. And, Anyway, so I, we talked to the agent and the agent scheduled it for the next day. And then she had like six more after. And when I stepped foot on that property, I started bawling. And I was like, what the heck is going on with me? I don't, I was like, what is, ha what's happening right now? And it's on water. I have always been mortified, afraid of the water. Um, don't swim. Like the whole, you just don't have one get in a boat, like the whole thing. Terrified. And, but I was standing out there and over and over, I, I was, I felt stuck, like in a good way. Like the, the lady kept coming, going, are you ready to go? We have these other places to go to, you know, we have more on time thing. And I was sitting on this deck, just bawling, going, I don't know what's happening. Telling my husband, what is wrong with me? What's right with me? What is this feeling? And all I could say when I figured it out was it was the closest I had felt to Montana in Louisiana that I could pop, you know, until I can get home, home. Like that was, it felt close. There's something familiar about it, something really familiar. And just anyway, it resonated. So we ended up staying there. Uh, it was an Airbnb at the time and we made an offer the next day and the agent came back and said, um, <laughs> somebody just took the, took an offer 30 minutes before you. And I was like, no, 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 this it's not possible. There's no way. And, you know, we stayed in the loop to make sure that it actually went through because in my mind, I thought, this is not how it's supposed to go. Like, this is my house. And the strangest thing is, so I was interviewing a person to be interviewed for our show 
called um, John Thomas or Thomas John, who's seatbelt psychic. Uh, he has a Netflix Netflix series like on and on and on. Well, he wanted to talk to me before we got on the show and just kind of see who I am. And I wanted to see who he is. And he starts talking about this property. And then he's also saying like your grandfather is so happy and calls him by name that um, that you were living by the water because he loved the water. He had all these boats, you know, he's loving watching you, you know, seeing you by the water and stuff like that. And I was just like, my grandfather didn't live by the water. I don't know. I didn't really know my grandfather, but I'm literally calling him out and saying like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, but he had his name. He had like all this information. Anyway, the house went through and we didn't get the house. We ended up buying some property next door with plans to build something similar, but it was more land and you know, whatever. And as soon as we get on the property and we, we finally get a trailer and put it out there until we can build, we get invited to this neighborhood kind of boat thing, whatever, with all the neighbors in the marina or whatever. And I didn't know anyone. I go and this woman is on this boat before I get there, bawling her eyes out. And I was like, are you okay? Is everything, you know, like feeling a little awkward? We're the only two people who showed up so far. She goes into this whole story about how much she hates it. She's from the north. She's living there. She's in the country. It takes a very special person to live in this the the area that she's in. Da da da. And I'm just like consoling her, and I'm like feeling. I, I totally get it. I'm from the north too, and nothing against the south, but you know, I'm I'm a northern girl, and I miss my home. And anyway, come to find out, she's the woman that bought that house. <laughs> and I was like, so how I found out is the girl who invited me. She comes. Oh my god! No way. She gets on the boat, walks in, and she's like, oh, you met Andrea. Yeah, she's the lady that bought your house. Like, she says this in front of Andrea and me, and we're both, like, awkwardly, awkwardly looking at each other going, like, oh, that's interesting. So we have, like, eight hours ahead to be together all day long. And in the end, we start talking, and we haven't built yet. So I was like, well, maybe I could buy. I'm thinking in my mind, like, maybe I could buy it back from her. Maybe we could. Maybe she hates it. Like, that, that just shows how some people can be somewhere and hate it, but someone else could be like crying and upset and going, this is my place, you know, but we ended up having a deal by three o'clock the next day for me to buy back the house that she didn't want. And she had built this huge garage on it, which we were going to do anyway. So she did it for me. She sold it for the same amount that we would have bought it for the first place, except for now there's like a $70,000 garage on there and we're using it for a retreat center now. And I mean, it's just like crazy, but, um, but yeah, you guys have heard that, but just for other people who haven't, um, it's interesting how this all works because it's like, can, can you be called to a home even, you know, like, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, I, you know, the house that I'm in right now, when I <clears throat> was first looking at property, um, I was really interested in this house. I, I came through, I walked through the house and I said, okay, I'd like to make an offer on it. The, uh, apparently someone else had made an offer right before me as well. And I was, I was kind of bummed because, you know, it was, it was in my price range, it was the right amount of square footage. And <clears throat> I was able to actually remodel the whole house later on. But, you know, at this time, you know, someone else had an offer on this house and they were going through with it. And I, you know, I kept muscle testing. I'm like, this is my house. I, you know, I, 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 I've got to be in this house. And I, and I muscle test and it said, yes, it's still your property. But it, it was confusing to me because in reality, it was someone else going through, you know, the, the, the process of, of closing on it. <clears throat> it turns out that they were not able to um, come up with the previous year's tax returns, the financing fell through, and <clears throat> they were no longer able to close on the house. The house became mine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I knew it because I knew this house chose me because it knew the remodel that we were going to do together. And I was able to bring this house from, you know, just this, this house on, on the street to just celebrating this house. <clears throat> and and making improvements on the the landscaping and in the house itself in interior exterior and i feel like you know the property knows who it wants to interact with and who it wants to be in a deal with and charnel for you that was such an amazing gift it almost knew it needed to bring in that other person because they had to get something out of it as well 
And then they put that that structure on the house and then it became yours. So, I, you know, it, it always ends up where it needs to be. And uh, no disrespect to the people that come before us, <clears throat> but it's part of their journey as well. But I, I do believe that that there's some sort of an agreement, um, conscious or subconscious, wh whatever you believe. But I, I do believe that there's some sort of an etheric uh, interaction that goes on, sometimes even before we even know we're going to buy property. And Charmel, I think you and I talked about this before, too, when you had your land. And what's fascinating, I just have to tell this story really fast. Where your land is, or was, I should say, is in between my house and my mother's house. And I used to drive this beautiful road with the most amazing views into Glacier Park. And I would always look at this parcel and I'd say, God, that would make the most incredible sled hill because it's oh, just this right. like, gorgeous, like incline, you know, this this beautiful hill that you could just go sledding on. And so my son and I would always talk about it. I even mentioned it to my mother. I was like, God, I wish I knew who owned that lot. It would be the most amazing sled hill. It turns out to be your lot, <laughs> which is incredible. And then, you know, we talked about when we were trying to sell it, who the right owners would be. And, you know, we kept saying the right owners are going to come in and eventually it'll it'll happen. And so if a deal goes through and it, but it doesn't, you know, if, if you're if you're under contract, but the deal doesn't go to completion, there's always a reason for it. Don't get upset about it because there's another owner that's coming in that's really meant for it. Maybe just holding the space until that next person comes through. But I gotta tell you, there's there's something to this reciprocity agreement or this handshake that we have. And, uh, and, and we're always where we need to be. Yes, I love it. Well, I'm so sorry. I, my daughter is con constantly texting me. She's not, I guess, not feeling well and trying to get home from school. So. I am going to wrap this up. We're at the top of the hour anyway. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like doing the mom thing over here. I'm like, stop texting me. I'm like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> so, but I love you guys so much. And please just tell us like where we can find you. Like, you know, I, I have connected Jen to a, a publisher and I'm really wanting this book to get out because I will be the first person to buy this book. But um but yeah where can we find you in the meantime and then craig too um for for myself um you know i don't really have a a, a public social media presence it's more private so um i'll share my email address which is jen oc j-e-n-o-c and the number one at gmail.com awesome and laura had to pop off just be yeah internet and people around her and yeah all that, it's a bit yeah. chaotic at the minute isn't yeah. it with the uh the power outage and all that so that's why things are the way they are is it the same for you as well jen is, is that um is your power on and everything is everything okay with you we lost power yesterday um right. but got it back on again and so we're very grateful but my family still is out of power at the moment so i'm hoping right. they're going to come over <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah so i just want to remind people again about the membership um you know we, we've got lots of of uh, very fascinating guests coming up that we can get you know personal um q a's with um but yeah you can find me i'm on facebook craig martin walker i love talking to people um i like offending people uh, <laughs> it's a joke um, um and uh yeah like i said I've, i'm in a band uh, nth ascension you can check us out if you like sort of heavy progressive rock type music um we do play in 432 hertz as well you know we are awake to that kind of thing um yeah feel free to make contact I, I i like it awesome yes sir and yeah um super super all over the place <laughs> dr charnel at instagram twitter facebook telegram all the things um definitely super happy to have this conversation finally after what three or four times of having yeah. to yeah. switch it around and um finally even this morning we weren't sure if we were gonna get this out but we we did it we did Yay. it and <laughs> Yeah, I encourage you guys talk to Jen and um, I'm not going to get off your back, Jen, about like getting this in a book <laughs> form. And well, I, I'd actually we're doing a conference in January. I'd love to have you come back and and teach on this topic. And if, you, if you're up for it, but um, oh, I'd be honored. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool. awesome. It's so practical and so apl applicable to daily life. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, you, yeah. Friend. So, yeah, you guys um, definitely loved having you. Thank you for all your amazing comments. 
for everybody who's watching. And hopefully this gave you some kind of things to connect the dots of where you are, where you live and what you're doing and what you need to do from now at this point, you know, with this information. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And um, please do give us a like, a share, a love, get it out there. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys um, for our Destiny meetings coming up. Again, we have one coming up on the 20th. Um, it's going to be a conscious Q&A just for members only with Journey of Truth, Megan Rose and myself, Craig. Um, but um, yeah, you guys are great. Go to swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter and also to the show and get those notifications so you know whatever's coming up. You guys can join and hang out with us. Um, but in the meantime, have a great week. Love to you both. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of time. You guys who are watching, send good vibes to all these people. Please do just send out love and um, connection and purpose and peace and truth to everybody and pray for each other in this season. And Again, love you and talk soon. Thank you guys. Thank you. See you Bye. Hi, I have some really exciting news. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan. I am with True TV, and we're so, so very excited to announce that we are doing membership plans. So, what does that mean? Um, well, you have the opportunity to participate and help this program keep going, number one. And if you have anything to do with us in the last few years and um, have gotten good information or what have you because of our show. We appreciate your support. Also want to let you know, we're not going to quit doing what we're doing. We're just going to add different content, new content, fun content, whether it's a panel, surprise guest, Q and a, a personal reading, group readings, group frequencies, whatever we're going to have it. So, Thank you so much for wa watching. The link will be up here for you guys to participate. I'd love for you guys to join us and helping keeping this show going on and look forward to spending some quality time with you guys as members. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye.